Psalm 61, verse 1 says this, Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I believe God's word is for each one of us today, if we'll receive it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Let me say thank you for being here, but I firmly believe there's a miracle in the house. I believe for each one of us. For each person here today, I want you to think about these words that this uh, psalmist writes, this song. He says, hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. Think about that. He wants to be heard today. And I believe this. I want to say a special Congratulations to all the graduates today. And I want these graduates and really everyone to understand that every person, every person, you today and I, all want to be heard. We don't not just only want to be heard. I believe every person wants to be heard and understood. Every person. See, he's crying out to the Lord in this prayer he talks about in here. Prayer is a communication with God. Let me say this. When you're communicating with somebody, if it's one-way communication, it's not communication. Communication is when you have a conversation where you speak and where you listen. And the other person speaks. I believe today that you can be heard by God. I believe that God understands you today. He understands everything there is to know about you. Right along with that, I believe that each person not only wants to be heard, and they want some feeling of understanding, but they want to feel needed. Have you ever felt like you wanted to be needed by your husband or your wife, by your children? All of us have a desire, something built into us innate that we want to be heard, understood, and needed. Listen to me, graduates. You want to be heard, and God hears. You want to be understood, and God understands. And you want to feel needed, and God needs you. God needs you to accomplish what he's put forth in your life. Each one of us are uniquely made. Each of us have a different fingerprint. Each of our eyes, the irises of our eye, are completely different. He wants to use this unique person, and he wants to use you as a unique person. He needs you to be you for someone else. 
if it's all about you, then nobody else is needed. But it's not all about you, and it's not all about me. It's about us needing to be heard, understood, and felt needed. Let's read on. It says, for you have been a shelter for me. Has God been a shelter for anyone here? Well, come on. Has God been a shelter for anyone in this room? A strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. In his sanctuary. See, there's a different place. A shelter, a refuge, and a tabernacle. God wants to tabernacle with you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God wants to live inside of us vibrantly, alive. It goes on, it says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. You ever seen God's wings? Jewish people, they wear a tallit, a prayer shawl. Men will have it. You'll see some strings hanging out from under their shirt. You ever seen that? In this picture, the woman with the issue of blood, she probably touched the ends of Jesus' garment, which is called the wings, healing in the wings. So you get to picture this maybe a little differently. I will trust in your shelter, the shelter of your wings. Today, we're under the covering of God's prayer, specifically Jesus. Jesus is in heaven making intercession for you and I. Jesus says things like this, forgive them for they know not what they do. God's saying, be, Jesus is saying, be merciful to them. They are only flesh and blood. He goes on to say this in the Psalms. He says, for you, O God, have heard my vows. Has God heard your vows? I will promise you. God has heard your vows. Let me just say this. Don't vow things to God rashly. Consider the vows. Let me talk to you about vows today. What are, what are the vows that you make in life? Well, some important vows. Let me just say this. Vows are about relationship. When you get married, you make a vow to one another. You vow to be loyal, to be faithful. This only person. God the same way. When we make a vow to God, it's between you and God. It's about a relationship we have. Vows are made in special relationships. For you, O God, have heard my vows. He has heard them. He remembers them. He takes them seriously. He wants us to take them seriously. It says, you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. I'm blessed today. 
this Memorial Day weekend. See, there have been people that have gone before me. They've actually even passed. But they left me a heritage. There were people that went before me that feared God. They, you can say it like this. There are people that have passed on, and over here to my left and your right afterwards, after the service, you can go by and we can remember some of those that have passed on. Memorial, and you can talk to the family members and remember these people. But here's the thing about some of those people that are recognized in there. Those people that feared God, they respected God. They left me a heritage. They told me things, what to do, when to do them, how to do them. If you're a parent, you have a responsibility to tell your children what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Those people that have gone before me, that feared God, that respected God, have shared with me. They've shared with me in books. They've shared with me in songs. They've shared with me in person things to do, what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. They've also shared with me things not to do, to stay away from. That's my heritage. The people that have gone before me that respected God, they shared what they knew so that they could help me. And guess what? You know what you're needed to do? You're needed to share with someone else what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Are you needed? You are greatly needed. You need to be heard, and you also need to hear somebody else. God not only hears, but he speaks. You speak, but you also need to hear. You need to hear what somebody else is saying. Hear what they're saying. Listen to the whole matter. Don't just listen to one side, right? You get two kids fighting. If you just listen to one side, I guarantee you they're going to, it's all, it's all for them. You got to listen to both sides. You get to listen to the whole thing. You and I are needed. We need to hear what other people are saying. We can learn something from what people are saying. We can hear what they're hurting, what they need, and what they want. You and I are needed. Graduates, you're needed badly. You need to teach me how to work with this communication stuff. We can learn something from anybody, from everybody, if we will listen. Good things. Some things we need to pass on, right? We need to go back to our heritage and people that said, don't do that. Don't go there. It says, you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's, the king's life his years will be to many generations. Let me say to you today, if you don't know it, if you don't know it, God is making you a king and a priest. What do kings do? Kings provide for their people. They provide. A king is a provider. They provide shelter, right? 
They provide substance. Priests, what do they do? What do priests do? Priests are not God's representation to you. They represent you to God. As a pastor, right, if you look at me as an example, and I try to do what I can do, I try to live holy and righteous, but I mess up. If you try to model it, you, you may be disappointed. But what I do is I go to the Lord on your behalf. I go and represent you to God. I pray for you. That's what priests do. They represent the people to God. They made sacrifices for God, for people to God. God is making you a king and a priest. So let's look at uh, Revelations for a moment. Can we look at Revelation chapter 1? Let's look at verses 5 and 6 and see what it says. It says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us, Jesus loves you today, he says it, he's proven it, he loved us, and he washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's how he cleanses us from our sins. He washes us in his blood. It goes on to say this, and he has made us kings and priests to God for what? For ever. That's a long time. He has made us. He is making us presently. He will continue to make you as long as you live on this earth breathing. He's trying to make you into a king and a priest. To his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Are you needed? Yes, you are. You're needed as a king and a priest. God's making you a king and a priest today. Forever. For all generations, to the next generation, to those people that are following us. It goes on to verse 7 and it says this, He shall abide before God forever. You ever watch those movies, those old movies, whatever, or you, or you read in there, in the scripture where it says, long live the king. You ever saw that? Ever seen it? Well, I, I'm all about long live the king because I'm a king. God's making me a king. I like that. But guess what? He's making you a king. And the th same thing can be said. Long live the king. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. What's God doing? He's preserving things. He's preserving truth and mercy. Who's he preserving it through? Through those that fear him. Are you needed? Yes, you're needed to share the truth and to show mercy. Are you needed? Greatly. People need to be shown mercy. And be told the truth. Now, telling the truth is not always the easiest things, right? You need to tell the truth. Tell, stop doing that. 
that's the harsh way or the correct way sometimes. But it's also about keep doing that. Graduates, keep learning. Keep going. Keep studying. Keep, keep interacting with people. Keep being a good citizen. Keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, it's interesting to me when you want to feel needed, you're, you have a place where you're needed. Let me just tell you, if you don't leave this as a secret, you're needed here at Friendship Church. We need you. And when you're where you're, spo- where you're needed, you feel needed, and you complete what you're needed to do. It's full circle. The Lord says it this way, six days you should work, and the seventh day you should rest. The people that don't work six days, they want you to work an extra day so they don't have to. You ever notice that? I remember a story about some guys. They were iron workers for my uncle, and they only worked three days a week. And he asked them one day, and he said, how come you guys only won't show up three days a week? And they said, because we can't make a living just working two. Because if they can make a living doing two, that's all they were going to do. But what they want to expect is you to work on the other four. All of us are needed for someone else. We need to help ourselves, and we need to help other people. We are needed all the time. But the enemy tries to tell you that you're not needed. You're not important. You don't have an identity. That's what the enemy tries to tell you. You don't have an identity. You don't have any loyalties. You don't have to be a person of integrity. You don't have a destiny. You're not going to leave a legacy, but God tells you the difference. I have made you. I identified you right here, right here, in all your life. I put identifying marks on you. You know, babies die if they are born and they are not touched, if they don't have contact. Did you know that? We need contact, proper contact, but we all need contact. We're social beings. We need one another. We need to hear what people are saying. We need to try and understand. We need to share the truth, and we need to be merciful. He goes on to say this in verse 8, So I will sing praises to your name forever. Why do we sing praises to the Lord? I believe it's this way with the second part of this verse, that I may daily perform my vows. Let me say it to you in another way. I don't think you can perform your vows to your wife or to God or to whomever you make a vow unless you praise God. I don't think you can do it. I believe this, the more you praise God, the easier it is to do what you vowed to do. Praise God that you may daily, each day, keep up with your vows. He goes on to say in verse 1 of chapter 62, it says this, Truly my soul silently waits for God. Really? Silently? 
Yes, silently. Do we need to be quiet sometimes when we're in God's presence? Yes. You ever tried to talk to somebody while they're talking? If they're talking, they are not listening. We need to silently wait on God. Wait for him to speak. Now here's this. Sometimes God will speak through somebody else. I invite you at the end of service to come and to pray. And a lot of times people that are praying for you will have a word from God for you. If you will hear. But a lot of times when we come to pray, it's just like we say what we need, our desires, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we also need to hear what God is saying directly to you or through someone else. Now, let me just say this. Not everything somebody else says to you is from God, okay? Truly, my soul silently waits for God, for from him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. The title of my message is this, is The Rock, but not only The Rock, He's my rock. He's my rock, He's my salvation. He can be your rock. He can be your salvation. He goes on to say this, He is my defense, and I shall not be greatly moved. You know, even on the rock, can you feel the vibrations or a shaking of an earthquake? Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're greatly moved. It's like a house, right? When it's built upon the rock, it gives you that example. If it's built on the rock, it'll stand. If it's built on the sand, when the shaking comes, it will crumble and fall. God is our rock. Some of us feel like we've been greatly moved. But God tells us, in this scripture, this psalmist tells us that we come to the, the rock and to the shelter and to the safety so that we shall not be greatly moved. It says in verse 3, it says, How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. How many of you know how long the storm's going to last? Anybody? In your life, do you ever wonder how long the storm's going to last? You and I don't know how long the storm's going to last. We don't know how long people are going to attack us, that the enemy's going to attack us. I can't tell you how long that's going to be. I can tell you what's going to happen in the end, though. Let's read on. It says, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. You know what I find in our life is that we have unrealistic expectations of other people. When you have unrealistic expectation of people, you're always 
always going to be disappointed. With God, you'll never be disappointed with the expectations. He only is my rock and my salvation. Anytime God repeats himself, he wants you to get it. He is the rock and he is my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. He makes a clear statement. I believe you can make this same clear statement. I shall not be moved because I know the rock. I know in whom I have salvation. I know whom is my defense. It says, in God is my salvation and my glory. Do you have glory? Yeah. Let me say this. You will never be more glorified than when you do what you're gifted and called to do by God. Never. The highest glory comes. You will shine the greatest when you do what you're gifted and called and uniquely made to do. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Who's he talking to? Trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart before him. He wants you to call upon him. He wants you to cry out to him. He wants you to pray to him. That prayer is conversation with him where you both talk and express things and listen and hear things. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degree are a vapor. I can tell you what's going to happen to those people that don't trust in God, that don't follow God. They're going to be gone. Men of high degree, haughty people, are a lie. If they are weighed on the scales, they are altogether lighter than vapor. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. And to God and to you, O Lord, belongs mercy. For you render each one according to his work. Each one of us will be judged according to our work. Today, I want to encourage you and I want to remind you that God has all power and God is merciful. And God wants to fill you today anew and afresh. If you've never accepted Christ Jesus, you can be washed in his blood, cleansed from everything. You receive a new life, regenerated, renewal. The people in the world need people that are fully alive, that are confident in God that share the truth and are merciful, that hear, that try to understand, 
and that it help other people feel and know that they are needed. Do you want to be pleasing today? Do you want to please God today? I believe you do. Will you stand with us today? We give you opportunity to pray today. The Lord's house, this place is called under his name. This is a house of prayer for all people. We simply have an opportunity today to pray, to have a conversation with God. We can pray for one another. It tells us in the scripture to pray for one another, doesn't it? It does. It says pray one for another. Today I invite you to come. Spend a few moments in prayer to let God know some maybe things that are on your heart that you need. I believe that each one of us today need a miracle. We need to walk in the fullness of power. The Lord tells us in his scripture, you shall receive power, his power, after which the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be witnesses to me in Frisco, Little Elm, the colony, throughout Texas, and throughout the world. You need to receive power today by the Holy Spirit. We need to be saved today. Some people are looking for a savior in their own family, in their own group, at their school, at work. Some people are looking for a political figure to save them. Jesus saves. If you'll accept him today. He's loved you. He's shed his blood for you. He wants to receive you today. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode.